Hello, friends, and welcome to the Coastline Baptist Church podcast. We hope this message will equip, encourage, and edify you in your journey of life. We'd love to connect with you. Please email us at info at coastlinecc.org. And for more information about our church and our services, visit coastlinecc.org. Now let's open our hearts and open God's Word. And I love our church. I really do. I'm so thankful um, that God called our family here, that He led us here. And it's been sometimes, sometimes I have to just stop and think, how easy is it to forget, church, the blessings of God? It's what we sing about every week, sing about the goodness of God, and it's all my life He's been faithful. Sometimes we have to just stop and pause and look back, not at all the things that we went through. Yes, yes, those things teach us, those things are challenging. Oftentimes those things we talked about last week with next level grace and forgiveness, uh, how sometimes, man, those memories, those negative memories of what someone did to us or said about us or lied about us, those seem to ring the loudest. But oftentimes we have to train ourselves, we have to stop and pause and look back and remember, not the recent ones, but even farther back, the blessings of God, the blessings of God in our life. And we've been talking about next level living uh, since the beginning of the year. It's our year theme, next level living, doing whatever it takes to move forward and grow in our Christian life. We've talked about next level vision and compassion and patience and grace and, and many other topics. It's all on our website. If you've missed some of those sermons, go to coastlinecc.org and, and make, make sure you catch up on those. Um, we've talked about so many different topics, and we're going to continue as long as the Lord allows us throughout this year, with the exception of some holidays, things like that. And, uh, but we've talked about what it means to practice next-level living. It's really, next-level living boiled down, and we've said it every week, it's about being more like Jesus Christ. It's about living more like Him. The Romans 8.29 says, we're predestined to be conformed to the image of His Son. All of it. Yes, I want to be patient like Jesus is. I want to be gracious like Jesus is. And oftentimes it also includes suffering like Jesus did. And going through, uh, the, the scriptures talk about fellowshipping with his sufferings. And we've talked about being more and more like Jesus Christ, resting in his grace. Not by trying really hard and filling out the checklist and then I'll be living uh, next level. No, no, no. But by resting in Jesus Christ. And so we're going to continue with that. We're, we're talking about another topic this morning. And before we jump into it, I want to show you a video. I hope it's not too loud. If it is, forgive me. Um, I, I can turn it down down there, but I probably won't. <laughs> so, so just watch it. But my family had the opportunity um, a few weeks ago to take a vacation um, to California. There was a church in California, a pastor that I've known for many years. He's been trying to get us to go out there so I could preach at their church. They support our ministry here. They have since the beginning. Um, and I uh, mean, I love the pastor there, Pastor Ryan Thompson um, and the church there. And they said, man, you come out, we'll give you a vehicle that you can use and we'll help out with your stay and things like that. Um, and we love Disney. We usually go to Disney World in, in Florida. And I said, we haven't been to Disneyland, my wife and I, since we were in college. We went on separate trips. Uh, I went with some buddies and she went with some friends. And uh, so it's been since 08, so a long time. So we're bringing the kids to Disneyland. It's a lot different than Disney World, but let's just go. And we had the best time. It was such a relaxing time for our family. It's been a busy year, and we just loved it. And I'll tell you, the one that we always are the most concerned and cautious and wary of is our son Seth with special needs. Disney's a big place. Whether it's in Florida or California, it's big, it's loud, there's people everywhere. Um, and he usually enjoys it immensely in Florida. We just like, I hope this is going to be great. And Seth just had the best time ever. Um, they talk about Disney being the happiest place on earth. And uh, Seth um, 
we always joke that Disney's his happy place. And it really, really is. He really just, the food, the smells, I think the music and the rides, he loves roller coasters. And I have a video of Seth on a roller coaster. And you're going to see just the pure, unadulterated joy on this kid's face if this works. Let's see. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Forgive me, it's obviously a roller coaster. It's a little bit loud, but just let's watch Sethy. And you can see the joy, right? And then they get into this little cave with all this fake dynamite getting ready to blow up and you can see his eyes just get huge. <laughs> I couldn't tell if he's getting scared or not right here. <laughs> his eyes just boom. Even yells with us in a minute. <laughs> See? <laughs> I think that's it. Oh, he loved it. He yeah. had the best time ever. And it is this happy place. It's, and, and it wasn't just that ride, it was every roller coaster. Went on Space Mountain, which is all in the dark with the stars and he will just laugh his little head off and just have the best time. We pushed those kids so hard and he just had the best, most wonderful time on that roller coaster. And I showed that video because our scripture today is this in Philippians chapter four and verse four. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Seth was doing some rejoicing on that roller coaster, wasn't he? He was having the best time of his life. And don't we all long for that? To live with joy? And that's the message, next level joy today. Don't we all long for that, to live with joy? Next level joy? There's a song you might have sung in church growing up. Uh, I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Thank you, Mom. Right? One person. These kids, we sing those. And I feel like as an adult, we relate more to the where part. Like, well, where is my joy? You know, I, I, I'm not really finding it. And it's, it's sometimes easy to miss. And we, we, we are like, well, where is my joy? Because life is really challenging and really tiring and really exhausting. And it's just not the way I thought it would be. And that joy that I had as a kid on the roller coaster with my family, everything seems to have just kind of fallen apart. Or maybe it didn't fall apart, but it's just, I'm so busy, I don't have time for joy. Where is that joy? And if you just take the process of elimination and apply it in your own life, a life absent of joy is a life destined for misery. Think about that, church. A life that is completely absent of joy, it's gonna, something's going to fill it. I'm not saying misery, you're laying in the gutter and half dead. And I'm talking about just, you can have a full-time job and a family and still be in misery. You can have money in the bank and still be in misery. A life that is absent of real joy is a life, maybe not full of misery immediately, but it's going to be pushing that way. Because real joy is found 
in Jesus Christ. We're doing whatever it takes. Remember, that's the that's next level learning, doing whatever it takes to move forward and grow. Listen, when we lack something vital in our lives, we must be disciplined enough, determined enough to do whatever it takes to regain that missing piece. And for some of you today, you're, you're lacking joy in your life. You are lacking joy. You need joy. I need joy. Joy is healthy for the soul, for the mind, even for the body. We need to live with joy. Joy is God-given. Listen, if you were lacking vitamin C, if, you're, if your doctor said, hey, you need more vitamin C, you're going to eat some oranges. If your doctor said, hey, you, 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 you have a vitamin D deficiency, you'd be drinking whole milk. You'd be having a bowl of fruity pebbles every morning with extra milk. If you were lacking iron, you'd make some steaks. You'd get some red meat. If you're lacking something important to your development physically, you're going to do whatever it takes, what the doctor's orders are, so you can fill that back up. And if you're lacking joy, church, if you're lacking joy, what do you need? What do you need? Simply put, and this isn't the complete answer, but simply put, if you're lacking joy, you need to be reminded. You need to be reminded. If I am lacking joy, I need to be reminded because joy goes beyond circumstances. Listen, church, joy goes beyond circumstances. Hey, you can have happy. Listen, happiness can sometimes be circumstantial. My car's working, it's not broken down. I'm happy about that. But when my car is broken down or it puts out on the side of the highway, I may not be happy, but I can still have joy. There's a difference there. Listen, uh, Paul wrote the book of Philippians, this letter to the church at Philippi, which is called the Philippians. And in that letter, he talks about rejoicing and I can do all things through Christ and verses that we all know. Paul wrote that letter to the church at Philippi while he was in shackles in prison. He's in prison for preaching the gospel. And he's telling the church, hey, rejoice in the Lord always, as he's in shackles. Joy is about remembering. Joy is about looking back. So let me remind you this morning where you can find joy. A few things this morning, very practical, some reminders this morning for us. I want us to leave with joy. I want us to leave Coastline this morning or maybe someone's listening online right now. I want this message, when this is over, I want us to be able to say, you know what? I've been missing on that joy, but now I'm remembering it. I'm looking back. So next level joy is what? Joy, number one, joy in salvation. Joy in salvation. Luke chapter 15. I don't have the scripture on the screen because it's a long passage. I want to read it though. Luke chapter 15 and verse 1. It says, Then drew near unto him all the publicans and sinners to hear him, to hear Jesus. And the Pharisees and scribes murmured, saying, This man receiveth sinners and eateth with them. And he spake this parable unto them, saying, So now Jesus is talking to these Pharisees, these self-righteous religious elite. And he says in verse 4, What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he lose one of them, doth not leave the ninety and nine in the wilderness, and go after that which is lost until he find it? And when he hath found it, he layeth it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he cometh home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repenteth, more than over ninety and nine just persons who need no repentance. 
Either what woman having ten pieces of silver, if she loses one piece, doth not light a candle, sweep the house, and seek diligently till she find it? And when she hath found it, she calls her friends, her neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me, I have found the peace which I had lost. In verse 10, Likewise, I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repenteth. You want joy? You want to have next level joy in your life? Then go back to the day when Jesus found you. Go back to the day when Jesus found you, when you were lost and undone, when it seemed like there was no hope and God just stepped into your life. Maybe a friend invited you to church. Maybe you grew up in church, so you always, that's all you know is life in church. But it was a moment as a child when, when you realized you were a sinner, but that Jesus loved you, that he died for you. Maybe you read a Bible verse. Maybe you heard a song. But somehow, someway, God entered your life and you got saved. That's something to have joy about. That's something to smile about. That's something to be excited about. From death to life. A eternal home in heaven. Listen, if we're saved, praise God for the peace and joy he gives here in this life that is so hard sometimes. But oftentimes, we don't even think about the fact that one day, when this old body is worn down and I pass on, I'm going to heaven with Jesus Christ. Heaven's a real place. I have a home in heaven. I, have to ne I never have to spend one moment in a place called hell because I'm saved. He saved me. He forgave me. He delivered me from my sin. He delivered you from your past, from your shame, from your guilt. That's something to rejoice about. There is joy in salvation. Listen, you show me a miserable, unhappy Christian, I'll show you a Christian who needs to look back on the day he gave his heart to Jesus. I mean, you show me a miserable, unhappy child of God, I'll show you a Christian who has just forgotten. Who's just forgotten. Listen, we have no reason to fret, to be unhappy, to live a life of misery because he saved us. He saved your soul. He forgave you of your sins. When everything else, listen, we can't do it on our own, and we know that. For by grace are ye saved, and he died for you. He saved your soul. When I was, I was, listen, I did grow up in church. I was one of those kids. And I remember sitting in Piner Valley Baptist Church as a 9, 10-year-old boy. I was in charge of the, the cassette tape recording in the back. Now everything can be done with this little tiny thing. But back then it was this giant setup in the back corner of the auditorium. And I was the guy that when my pastor preached way too long and the tape ran out, I had to stop it and turn it around, click it, and record again. And I'll tell you, that was like every single week. This pastor was a long-winded guy. Okay, probably probably and I try to get everything done in 25, 30 minutes, right? So, so I remember sitting there, and I'd heard all this before. I knew all the scriptures. I knew chapters of the Bible by heart. I knew all the songs. I knew all the hymns. I knew about the story of Jesus and Adam and Eve. And Eve. I knew all of it. But I wasn't saved. I hadn't given my heart to Jesus. I hadn't asked for forgiveness of my sins. And as a nine-year-old boy, I'll never forget sitting in the back corner of that church. And there was another section here, a big section here. And the pastor, I don't even know what he preached on. But I remember when the, he gave the invitation, and the piano began to play. We're all in our suits and ties. I grew up in a very conservative Baptist church. And I'm, I'm thankful because guess what? That day I remember I said, I'm, I, I'm not saved. I didn't grab someone. I knew, I knew what to do. I knew, the, I knew the story of the gospel. And I walked from the back of that little cassette recording area. And I knelt down right there in front of the pulpit. 
And I knelt down and I said, Jesus, I know I'm a sinner and I deserve to go to hell because I've sinned against you. And I knew that as a nine-year-old boy, that I was a sinner, that I had broken the laws of God. I had sinned. I could be a brat. And I said, Lord, forgive me my sins. Save me. Come into my heart. I give you my life today. And I know that day I got saved. And I can go back that vivid memory of kneeling down there when I gave my heart to Jesus. And some of us would do very well to pause and look back on that day when you gave your heart to Jesus. When he, listen, you were that lost sheep uh, off in the wilderness, kind of trying to figure life out. And Jesus stepped in, picked you up, put you on his shoulders, and saved your life. There is joy in Salvation Church. And by the way, if you can't go back, if, you, if you're saying, well, I don't really know if I'm saved. I don't know if I get saved. Then listen, let's talk about that afterwards so you can experience the joy found in salvation when Jesus saves your soul. There's joy in salvation. There's joy in God's presence. Psalm 16, says, Thou wilt show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. And at thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. My kids, I love my kids. I, we got home from, I visited my parents this past few days in Holyoke, and I, we had the best time. Um, Friday was such a sunny and hot day that Seth was in the pool. Literally, we got up. He didn't sleep good that night, but so we were, we got up at 8 a.m. We walked up the stairs because we were in the basement, finished basement, my parents' house, the, the room that I actually grew up in, and we come upstairs. Seth literally walked through the kitchen, out the back door, got his bathing suit on, and went in the pool at 8 a.m., and did not get out of the pool till 8 p.m. Like, no joke. He, he may have taken like a five-minute break. He got out of the pool about halfway through the day, took a 20-minute nap, got up and went back in the pool. Literally, he swam all day long. We had the best time. But we, were, we got home last night. We drove back to the Cape, and thankfully we beat most of the traffic. And we're sitting on the couch, and I'm getting stuff ready for today. And the kids are just, you know, kind of wired and from the busy trip, and they're very needy, but... I, it was okay. And they said something, or Brady said something funny, and I remember just looking at them and said, I love these kids. They're so sweet. They're so fun. Like, it's, just, it's awesome. But sometimes they're attached to my hip. Sometimes I'm trying to get something done. And it's dad, 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 dad. Gosh, come mother. You know, that's my answer. You know, dad. And, and the truth is, they just love to be around us. They love to be around me. I, I, we have fun. I don't let them do whatever they want, so it's not like, well, they only like you because you let them do it, you know. No, no, I don't let them. There's rules. There's times when I say, no, we're not doing that, but they still love to be around them. I think because they know that I love them. They know that they're loved. And like the song that we sing at church sometimes, how much more does he love you? How much more does he love you? The father who is never impatient, like me. <laughs> I can be an impatient father. But the father who is never impatient, the father who never lashes out, the father who is always there, who is always available, who is always kind, always understanding, always just, always there. He said, I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. In his presence is fullness of joy. And just like my kids want to be around me no matter what. If I, even if I'm giving them the answer they don't like, they still want to just be around me and hang all over me. Listen, shouldn't it be as children of God that we just want to hang all over our Heavenly Father because he is always there for us. Listen, you want joy? You want next level joy, Coastline? Then get on your knees and talk to your Father in prayer by the bedside. Man, take some time and get in the presence of God. You want joy? Man, get up before everybody else does 
and get in his word and let his truth wash over you. Oh, that'll give you some joy. So I'm not living with joy right now. I'm not really living, you know, I, I feel like everything is just going wrong. And, and I don't think I have misery, but I definitely don't have joy. Man, when's the last time you cracked open your Bible or opened your phone or opened the Bible app and spent some time in the presence of God, in the presence of his word? When's the last time you actually took some time, not just before a meal or really quick before you went to bed, but you spent some time talking to your father? Not just asking for things, but saying, you are good. You are faithful. You are holy. You are everything, God. I love you. There's joy in God's presence. You want real joy? You want next level joy? Man, get in the car, crank that worship music up, and let the Spirit of God fill that front seat, probably surrounded by empty Dunkin' Cups, McGriddle wrappers if you're in my truck. But let that worship music let the words of those songs, man, fill that car. Leave one hand on the wheel, throw the other hand up in the air, and just worship him. Get in his presence. Sing your little child of God heart out. No shame in my truck, man. I don't even got AC. I'll crank those windows down, and I'll be singing gyra or whatever. I'll be at a red light. I got no problem, man. I'm working. Like, what is this guy? He definitely can't be on a call right now. No, I'm talking to my father. I'm worshiping him. Listen, get in the presence of God and just hang out a while. You want joy? Get in the presence of God and just hang out a while. You'll come out a different person. You'll come out a person with next level joy. The time, I wrote this down, the times I get my priorities out of order and my time with God gets pushed to the side, those are the times I know I lack joy. Those are the times where I will find more reasons to complain and worry than to worship and rejoice when my priorities get out of order. And I'll be, I'll shamefully admit that in the busyness of our summer so far, there have been times when I've allowed that to get out of order. There have been times when I've allowed my schedule or the kids being home from school now to, and I'll tell you, I can look back over the last few months and be like, yeah. I was definitely more impatient then. I definitely didn't have the joy I I should have then because I wasn't walking with God like I should. There's joy in God's presence. Next. And this one's a tough one. We've talked about this a lot, but it's still tough. There's joy in trials. There's joy in trials, challenges, and struggles. What are you talking about, Pastor? That's impossible. The book of James says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Diverse temptations meaning various trials, different kinds of struggles and challenges and trials. Count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Why? Knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Why can I have joy in trials? Why can I have joy in the hard times of life? I may not be super happy, but I can still have joy. There's a difference there. I can have joy because God is at work in my life. Remember, Paul in Philippians is in prison. That's a diverse temptation. That's a trial. That's a challenge. He's arrested. He gave his life to God. He gave his life for the service of the gospel, and he's paying for it in prison, but still writing, rejoice in the Lord always. 
What was Paul's motto? For me to live is Christ and to die is gain. It's only better if I die because then I'm with God. That was Paul's whole heart, that I may know him. That was his goal, that I may know him in the fellowship of his sufferings. Another time we see Paul in the scriptures, he's in prison, Paul and Silas, they're in prison together, and guess what they're doing at midnight? They're singing hymns, they're praising God, they're worshiping in shackles, just singing praises to God. And it says in the scriptures that when they're saying praises, an angel came and there was an earthquake and all the walls came down and their shackles were loosened and there was freedom and they didn't just run off. Man, they went to the guard and said, hey, what's going on next? Man, that's was their heart. They didn't care where they were at. It was joy in their trials. It's a hard one because it often takes, church, a retraining of the mind. When you face challenges... Instead of being like, oh, woe is me. Oh, what am I going to do? And I still do that so often. But instead of doing that, when you face challenges or trials, you're telling yourself, not all woe is me, but you're saying, God is at work right now in my life. God is doing something in me. Remember what it says in James 1? Count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Why? Because the trying of your faith worketh patience. And let patience have her perfect work. Let God's trials, the things that are going on in your life, let them do the work in your life that they're supposed to so that you may be perfect. Not perfect without sin, but whole. God is molding you into somebody. That's why we can have joy in trials. Because God is at work in my life in those trials. Like the song, there's another one in the fire. He's with us. I'll count the joy in every battle because I know that's where he'll be. He's making me into what he wants me to be. So God, I thank you for this trial. Oof. I thank you for what you've done in my life over the course of this challenge that I'm facing. That's next level joy. We sang about it. The song we sang at the end that I, that we, Firm Foundation, I've still got joy in chaos. I've got joy in chaos. I've got peace that makes no sense. I've got a smile in the storm. Next level joy. Joy in trials is faith in action. Remember that, church. Joy in trials is faith in in action. I have joy in the midst of this challenging time. Why? Because I know God is working in me. That's faith. So when you choose to have joy in the midst of a challenging time, in the midst of a trial, you're saying, this may not look good, this may not even feel good, but I know that God is working now in my life, in my family, in my character. He's doing something to me. God is at work. Joy in trials is faith in action. And this is a struggle of mine, church. But God gives more grace for that in my life. Some of you, maybe naturally you can find joy in trials. That's not natural for me. It's not natural for most people. But he giveth more grace. Because listen, our joy in trials, church, our joy in trials not only honors God, but it lifts him up to those around us. Our joy in trials, listen, yes, it honors God, but it does even more than that. It lifts him up. It lifts God up to those around us. We become a beacon of hope. We become a lighthouse of faith to those who are in darkness, who are still trying to find the way. And then they look at your life, and they look at what you're facing, and they look at your faith and your joy in the midst of it all, and they say, wow, 
Wow, what's different about them? If I was going through that, I'd have no hope. And you're a lighthouse when you choose to have joy in trials, when we can lift our hands in worship on Sunday after losing everything on Friday. That's next level joy. A joy whose foundation is in Jesus. And the last one is this. Yes, we have joy in salvation. We're saved. We're home in heaven. We have a Savior who loves us. Joy in the presence of God, in God's presence, in His Word, in prayer. Man, when, he, when the Spirit of God is moving through music and in our lives, that presence of God, there's joy. There's joy, yes, in trials. Sometimes harder to find, but it's there. And then lastly, there's joy in our future. There's joy in our future. Matthew 25, 21 Jesus is telling another story, talking about the, the talents, how there were three servants that were given a certain amount of, uh, of wealth, and they had to either multiply it, and, and, and two of them did. They went back, and they made double, and, and the master is telling them in verse Matthew 25, 21, it says, his Lord said unto him, and Jesus is painting a picture of our lives when we stand before God in heaven one day. It says, his Lord said unto him, well done, thou good and faithful servant, Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. John 14. We went through this in our series on John. The disciples had just kind of began to realize that Jesus is not going to be around forever. And they're like, what's going on? Is he? And Jesus says to them in John 14, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. Church, how can we have joy? What's another, this last way we can have joy? By recognizing and understanding and remembering that Jesus, yes, he ascended, he left this earth. He didn't die again. He ascended to his father. And he said, I'm coming back one day. I'm coming back for you one day. Jesus is coming again to receive us unto himself. He's, he said it right here in John 14. I'm, I'm, I go to prepare a place for you. I'm preparing a mansion for you. A place for you one day. I'm going to receive you unto myself. That where I am, there ye may be also. Child of God, remember, have joy in the fact that heaven is your future. Yes, life on earth can be brutal. Life on earth can be challenging. But one day, and this is, church, I'll be honest. There's times when I'm like, the enemy tries to get me to doubt this truth. But heaven is a real place. Heaven's a real place. There's an old hymn that we grew up singing. I love it. We did it. We've done it in church probably not for a while, but it says, this is how it goes. It goes, there is coming a day when no heartache shall come. No more clouds in the sky. No more tears to dim the eye. And all is peace forevermore. On that happy golden shore, what a day, glorious day that will be. And the second verse says, there'll be no sorrow there, no more burdens to bear, no more sickness, no more pain, 
No more parting over there, no more goodbyes. And forever I will be with the one who died for me. What a day, glorious day that will be. And the chorus says, what a day that will be when my Jesus I shall see. And I look upon his face, the one who saved me by his grace. And when he takes me by the hand and he leads me through the promised land, what a day, glorious day that will be. Our friends and loved ones are there. Jesus is there. There's no more pain, no more crying, no more sickness or death in heaven. No more sin, no more lies, no more betrayals, no more temptation. Hallelujah. No more trials, no more struggles, no more brokenness. The Bible says in the end, in Revelation, that talks about heaven and, the, and when Jesus comes back, and it says, God will wipe away all tears from their eyes. There, there's joy to be had in remembering that one day we'll be forever with Jesus. I mentioned that we spent time with my family, my, my parents in Holyoke. We left yesterday. And my kids were just so sad about leaving Grandma and Grandpa's. And they usually are, but this time it felt like different, because we had so much fun swimming and stuff, but especially Seth. Seth could tell we were packing up. He could tell, he saw me bring us up out to the car. We had been there the whole time. We really hadn't left once. And he could tell, he could just sense that. And what did he do? I, I gave him his shorts and t-shirt to put back on. And he took his t-shirt and he went and he, he, he threw it in the corner. He didn't want to leave. And when we started to actually go, he got really upset. Really upset. To the point where my, my mom actually started crying. I said, Mom, he's, he's going to be all right. But he was just, he didn't want to go. Even Charlie and Brady and Donald were, were, were sad about it. The ride home, you could see it in the back of the car. There was just kind of a sorrow, like, I heard Brady say, I want to stay here for a thousand days. I said, that's three years, bro. <laughs> but I'll say this, about halfway, it's about a two and a half hour drive, two and a half hour drive home. We're on 90 for most of it, then 495. About halfway through, they're watching SpongeBob, and there you can tell that that initial sorrow of leaving and of had started to wear off. Seth was fine. And when we got home, it was still light out. And we got our stuff and they went inside. And didn't I just mention at the beginning of this message that it was last night that my kids were being so sweet and fun. I said, I love these kids. You see, there was joy when they got home. There was joy when they got back to the place where they're meant to be. They're not meant to live at Grandma and Grandpa's. They're meant to be home. And we're built for another land, church. This world, it's like another old song, this world is not my home. I'm just passing through. Our lives, even if we live 100 years, are just a speck on the line of eternity. There's a better place for us. And on this earth, yes, we can rest in Christ, tell others about Jesus, 
share the joy that we have in Jesus with the world, build the kingdom of God. Yes, that's our goal. But one day, one day, all the brokenness and hurt of this world will be behind us. And that's something to rejoice in. That's something to have joy now in. There's a phrase that says, this joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me. So the world can't take it away. This joy that I have in Jesus Christ, my salvation in his presence, even in my trials, this joy that I have knowing my future. Hey, the world didn't give that joy to me. So I'm, I'm not going to let the world take it away. I'm not going to let the troubles of this world take away my joy. Church, let these thoughts today remind you you have something to rejoice in. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. Thank you again for listening to the Coastline Baptist Church Podcast. We hope the message was an encouragement to your heart. Please connect with us through our website, coastlinecc.org, or on Facebook or Instagram. Send us a message, send us an email, and we'd love to connect with you. We'd also love if you could visit us for a Sunday morning service. You can find our address on our website, and our services start at 10 a.m. Our mission at Coastline is simply this, to know Jesus deeply and to show Jesus daily. I hope that we've helped you do that in your life today. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week.